It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up today. We're talking to some friends that we've known, not just in the industry, but just as friends. And it's always great when you have these guys on the podcast because, A, they're providing such a needed thing out there. When it comes to heat management, thermal management, dude, it is so critical and crucial day. There's so many computers, so many sensors, solenoids, brackets, everything made out of plastic under the hood. you got to protect that when it comes to heat. And nobody does it better than Heat Shield products. We're stoked. We're going to have Chris and Bruce on today. And this is a product or several products we're real familiar with, Kevin. We're, uh, we always use these guys in a lot of our own builds. I got to call you out, man. You missed the most important thing to protect yourself and the people in your car. <laughs> yeah. Man, are you, t- are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, it's good to not melt stuff, right? We, we definitely yeah, yeah. need brakes and things like that and fuel, not getting too hot, uh, vaporizing, catching on fire. But man, there's also that comfort, you know, to, to keep all that heat out of the exhaust, the headers that are running right by your foot, your yeah. ankle right up the side of you in the tunnel, everywhere else, and keeping you nice and cool and protected. Man, they have stuff for everything. I don't, I don't have a build without their products in multiple, multiple places. Uh, it, is, yeah. it is an absolute, I'd say it's an absolute must. Some people can ignore the most obvious things that they need to do on their ride, uh, but protecting your components, like you said, to make sure that you're not melting, burning, catching things on fire, and just making things awesome all the way around. Heat shield products, man, you got to have them. And there's so many different varieties and places to put them. Yeah, they got layers of protection for all types of things going on in your car. The great thing is, you know, you and I have seen this product so many times. Uh, they really have a way to adhere, apply, to get things wrap around type places or adhere to, you know, places you wouldn't normally be able to protect, you know, things, components. And and obviously, like like you mentioned, bro, you kind of forget, but I just took a bunch of my old muscle cars out with a bunch of friends, and it was a nice day here in Colorado, but one thing we got back, one thing they all complained about, there's a couple of them old Dodges that don't have the best heat protection and thermal management from that heat wicking, uh, you know, up through the floorboard, carpet, and just sort of saturating. You know, you get out with what they call swamp, uh, you know what, uh, swamp ass. <laughs> um, but, man, it is, it, it's a rough ride when something like that occurs, and Boy, it's uh, it's always better to have uh, something a lot, a lot more protection, just something a lot cooler when you're riding from, you know, stop to stop or doing your poker runs or car shows or whatever, man. Making that comfortable is critical. Yeah, I mean, you can look at any OE vehicle and, and just go up and down, in and out in the engine compartment, all the way down the exhaust system, and you name it. And they're gonna have little, little piece of this, little piece of that. And you might see even something as simple as, like the valve covers on a Coyote engine from a factory maybe have a little strip of what looks like a one inch piece of silvery tape. And that's enough in certain applications to keep from melting the plastic valve cover, you know, wow. shielding or, you know, a little sleeve to put on a brake line as exhaust goes by it or, you know, keeping your turbo, uh, you know, blanketed. So you keep all the heat yeah. in there. You keep all the performance in there. You get, you wick all that out as far as, you know, driving the compressor and horsepower. Um, yeah, there's just so many ways to either help make power, uh, you know, by keeping trapped heat in or keeping heat from the underside of your intake manifold. So you're not putting heat in, right? Expanding the gases before they get into the cylinder, making more power by keeping things cool. Uh, it, it's amazing the number of different applications and places that can make your ride perform better, last longer, be more durable, safer, and more comfortable. No doubt, man. And we got Chris and Bruce on from Heat Shield Products. 
And guys, hey, welcome to the podcast, man. Stoked to have you guys on. Uh, this is a lot of stuff that we're real familiar and real thankful for that you guys are making, creating, doing. You guys are always pushing the envelope, man. I love it. Sometimes I jump on your website and there's crazy cool things, you know, for turbos and cooling undercarriage compartments and so forth. And other times, man, it's completely wild what you guys have found the need, the desire, and what people want when it comes to thermal management. You guys got all the bases covered. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And thanks for having us. Well, you guys have only been around for what, like three, four years now? What, what has it been? <laughs> sure, only 1985. 1985. Man, these guys are going on, what, 40 years almost? Yes. I was 12. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, these guys have been, you know, figuring out the game. What New materials, new applications for those, new combinations of where to put things and how to use them. It, it's, it's awesome. And if you've ever seen... You know, you go to SEMA, obviously you can see their booth, and usually whatever vehicle's in there is dressed to the nines, and it's got so many great ideas, uh, different ways of doing things, uh, smarter, better than you're going to see in the OEs, because, you know, this is the aftermarket where you can really uh, put some effort into something. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, blindfolded by a guy that probably drank too much over the weekend on the production line, you know, and you can really make your car look really awesome. And like I said, durability, performance, all those things melted into one. Right. And that's where we've uh, kind of been able to take off from that and develop some new products with all the new materials that are coming out. And that, that aspect of the business is changing all the time. So we try to stay in the forefront of it and continue on with the good stuff. So when you say different materials, man, what are you finding? Are you, are you guys constantly searching for better, you know, thermal dynamics and, and better, you know, materials to, to hold heat back and to protect, you know, things on the other side? Like what, when you say you're finding new material, uh, what is that? Is it man-made? Is it uh, natural materials out there occurring in the world? What, like what are you guys finding new material at? Well, it's just it's like everything else. The textile industry and, and the thermal end of it has, has progressed considerably over the years. We all started out with kind of like a basic fiberglass type product and then did some things to treat that to increase the heat. But now we have the basalts, which is the, uh, the lava. We call it lava on our line where it's the ground up uh, lava rock and it's created into a fiber. And it's spun into a fiber that's a little bit longer than a fiberglass fiber. So it holds up a little bit better as far as that goes. And it has much <laughs> higher temperature characteristics just to begin with. Whereas the fiberglass, we do have to treat some of that. Okay. You know, I'm a, I'm blown away when he said he turns lava rock into fiber. Yes. All right, let's let's take a quick break, and I'm gonna absorb that somehow in my my tiny little brain, man. How that works, the technology that goes into some of these products. This sounds really cool. No doubt, man. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie Beats. Two Guys Garage Podcast. Back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We got Heat Shield products. Our boys Chris and Bruce on from Heat Shield Products. You know, before the podcast, we were asking you guys about different materials, different things that you guys have found. And you said something kind of interesting, both both me and Kevin. You said crushed lava rock, spinning that into fiber. What kind of black voodoo dark magic are you guys working with up there, man? Explain that a little bit first. So basalt is the derivative of magma, right? <laughs> cools. And then you take it, reheat it. They shoot it through this really small, very small tube. And then it creates small fibers, which creates a textile of basalt. And that is a natural form. So it, it's under high heat and it has way more strength than, say, fiberglass, as Bruce was alluding to. But, yeah, that's how it's done. And then we get it and do magic with it. 
<laughs> you guys make that into so many different products. Uh, what kind of examples of, of different ways that you can use uh, this magma that's transformed into a textile? So originally we started using it on the outside of the turbo blankets because the heat and like I said, the strength under a lot of load, it's holding it much better. So we did the natural basalt, which we call lava. And then we started doing a black basalt, uh, which is a black coated basalt on uh, the lava and created like the stealth line. And then we just really started pushing the envelope hard and made it oil filter heat shields. Uh, some of the new ones is a master cylinder heat shield that covers the master cylinder so there's no brake fade. Uh, we did some battery heat shields, which I have right here to show you. Uh, this one is really trick. That's interesting. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's explain some of this and, and, and why people, because, you know, you say something like a stealth oil filter heat shield, and people are like, well, why do I need a stealth oil filter heat shield? That sounds kind of lunatic. Um, wh what are the benefits of protecting you know your your i guess your oil filter um and keeping that heat there what why would somebody want to run an oil shield like that so for the chevy guys not so much the ford guys but also the ford guys for the chevy guys the oil filter sits literally right next to where the header exits yeah people say well oil is supposed to be hot well normally the car runs around two and some change but the headers run sometimes 800, 1,000 degrees. So when the heat is hitting the oil filter, it's really just conducting heat into the oil. And then the oil ends up getting five or 600 degrees. So again, this small shield has magnetic magnets in it, and it sits up on the filter, so it holds it there. And then when you change the filter, you pull it out. But it's, it's basically bouncing the heat off of the filter. So it's not really holding heat in. It's not allowing heat to penetrate into the filter and heat up your oil, which changes the viscosity and which could, you know, wear your motor out much quicker. So that's just one. Interesting. Yeah, man. We all know that, uh, man, you get the oil too hot, viscosity drops like a rock. Then now you have metal to metal contact and you can just fry bearings in seconds. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. The reflectability of that lava to keep the heat from penetrating is phenomenal. It's, it's, a, it's a very dense, high quality product. Is very very uh, forgiving if you want to put it that way. Whereas your fiberglass products and stuff like that have a little bit more aeration in it, if you want to call it that, where there's the fibers aren't quietly uh, wound as tight. So when they uh, do this basalt, it's it's got much better protection for heat penetrating through it. It's just a lot denser, it seems like, and therefore a lot more protective um, for what's you know inside that oil filter. Again, yeah. When you put it up like that against the header, you can see where, you know, you could save a big battle there in that thermal war management uh, or that thermal management war uh, by using something like this. What, what are some other applications you said you guys have come up with and created? Obviously, the starter is something everybody wants to protect, and that's usually wound in tight around those headers as well. I'm sure you guys got a pretty cool stealth starter heat shield. Uh, you mentioned a master cylinder too. So a couple other things. What else you got? So basically, this is the starter. This is the starter shield. It's shut with a hook oh, cool. and loop. with a high temperature hook and loop. It goes over. And a lot of people confuse nice. this and say, well, this is not wide enough to cover my starter. This is for a high torque starter. But really what you're trying to do is allow the heat to bounce where the solenoid is because that's what goes wrong. And again, in Chevy, 
uh, cars, you see that a ton because it is sitting right underneath the header. And once the solenoids fried, I mean, you could have a great day at the beach, go down, get to a stoplight, have the thing stop on you and it won't start back up. And then your great day turns into a big sweaty mess when you're trying to drive around with no starter. So this is an yeah. easy product that covers the solenoid. Again, bounces heat off. And this this is simple. So Yeah, it's so cool that, you know, you have these crazy space age materials, but you've put them in form factors that make it easy to install, right? Hey, this one goes right there. This one goes on the spark plug boot. You know, this one goes on your starter. It it makes it like, like you said, hook and loop, little Velcro, zip, zip, and it's on. And now you don't have that potential starter problem anymore. I'll tell you, when it comes down to it, we're car guys. So we're, we're not a huge media company. We're car guys that work on cars. Um, and we want it to be simple for that person that may not be a master mechanic, but can get out into the garage, spend some time, you know, with his car, with something or her car, and be able to do something quickly. And the starter is an easy one. That's a very entry-level one where they can get in there, cover that thing, maybe spend a half an hour and be real happy with the results. And it's very functionable as well. That's key because you guys make so much of that protection functionable. And it's areas that so oftentimes get forgotten. Everybody wants to have that protection, but it seems that you guys have really aced making all these applications really easy. And I think that's how a lot of people get tripped up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, when you first start working on your cars, a lot of people are scared to dive in because they don't know what they're going to end up doing to it. But on our website and on our YouTube channel, we really explain the ease of use, the ease of use. I continue to talk about that every time I'm at SEMA, every time I'm at PRI, every time I'm talking at a, even a Cars and Coffee. It's ease of use. It's something we created for you to be able to do. You don't need to take it to somebody. You can do it yourself and be real happy with the results and feel like, you know what? I'm working on my car, whether that's a quarter of a million dollar car or whether that's a $5,000 rat rod, you know? So any of the products that are built to last. So you're not going to just put it on once and three months, six months later, have to change it out. This is stuff that's going to last you for a long time. Yeah, and I can tell you, you know, I've, I've got a BMW uh, E30 body, so it's a 1990, super tight. There's hardly any of them that have been converted to LS. So it's got an LS3 engine, makes about 500 plus horsepower, and it's got full length headers. And I'm talking a, a really tight packaged car. So to get those into the tunnel, right, everything is like less than a finger clearance. And I've got this bundle of snakes just running right by my leg. Uh, and everything in the engine compartment is super tight. And what's cool is they have, you know, they have these ready-made products, which are awesome. And they have, uh, let's say the bulk sheets of, uh, sticky lava or, uh, armor or other type of things that you can cut with some scissors or whatever, and you can stick it. So I've got some just along my, uh, paint to keep the paint from bubbling up, you know, to keep it looking good. And the products look bitching. So if you cut a nice little patch, you know, you can put a little patch somewhere to keep the paint from bubbling up. You know, maybe your fiberglass hood because you got a turbo sitting there. There's there's so many cool ways that you can use the, let's say, the not the raw material, but the basics and buy the ones that are already pre-cut and pre-fit for the, the known applications. But you can go through your car and you think about 
everybody today is running typically a lot of headers. So instead of a little log manifold and a pipe going down, right, you got this bundle of snakes on each side of the engine. You got turbos with pipes going everywhere and down pipes. And so, you know, we're, we're changing things and we're going from, you know, a horsepower number of 400 was big back in the day. And now we're at, you know, 2000. Yeah. So think about the amount <laughs> of heat and where we're running all these hot pipes and things that, you know, really need to get addressed or you're going to have some serious problems down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you were talking about the product on your car, and I remember that car. Uh, the sticky shield is a barrier shield. Uh, it, yeah. It's a stick-on aluminum on the outside, fiberglass in the middle, and that's – you're talking about the capabilities, right? 1,100 degrees, it will radiate 90% of the heat with a one-inch air gap. So a lot of times what we see is guys will have their cars built for them. They'll spend a lot of money to get stuff done. And the pipe just had to be shoehorned in, like in your case with your BMW. And so you need shields that go in there after the fact. And so we make a ton of products that you can use after the fact that it's very easy. I'm going to point to one here, and that's the heat shield armor. Heat shield armor is evolved. You're talking about bulk rolls of it. We've now created kits that somebody can just open up the kit, throw it on, whether it's one foot, two foot, three foot, four foot, whether it's for a two-inch pipe, a three-inch pipe, a four-inch pipe, they'll put it on, and in 10 minutes, they're done, and it's going to knock down probably about 60% of the heat that's coming up through the floor. So, It's a game changer. Like I said, I got so much uh, heat running right next to my leg, the passenger's legs, and with the right layering of materials, zero. Like, you can put your hand right there, and it's cold. Like, it's not like not boiling, it's cold. Like, there's nothing coming through anymore. It's amazing. You'll have more trouble pulling the plastic off the sticky adhesive thing. You'll have more trouble <laughs> peeling the plastic than you will anything else on the application. Because I've got this stuff everywhere. I've got a ton of bills. I've, I've covered, you know, all kinds of fuel pumps with it, mufflers, exhausts. I've protected fuel tanks with it. It is great. It is absolutely an impenetrable barrier uh, when it comes to heat. One of those things you must have. And it's unbelievably sticky. It's like, it, I mean, that thing will stick to anything and everything. And I promise you, the hardest thing about the application is pulling that plastic sheet off the sticky part. That's the toughest thing. Get a razor blade and some readers, some uh, like 350 reader glasses. <laughs> really, that's what you're going to need. Really, that's how you know it's a high-quality material that we're using on that because we want it to last. It might be a little difficult at first, but it's going to last, and that's what you're after. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I've got it on several of my cars and uh, I just love it because like you say, ease of application, anybody that is fighting, because you look at so many of us throughout the years. I remember, man, when I first got in a hot rod and I had this tunnel rim, two fours, I had a cool can up there and, and was trying to do all kinds of cool tricks. But man, I just had an awful time when it came to vapor locking and things like that. So, man, it was it was always a thing that we we would fight, whether it's you know, training fluid or power steering, you know, my, I got a, I got a tight gearbox on a 70 charger. And then for whatever reason it, man, it does a number on the power steering fluid. It heats it up significantly. So I try to cool that down, protect all the lines, keep heat away from that whole system as much as possible to help in that fight. There's different ways that you could 
use your products at the forefront of the fight and the war against all that heat and also different layers of protection, you know, kind of as, as like a second and third layer of protection, man. It is great. It's really applicable to any sort of build that you're doing uh, and probably one of the most versatile products you guys you guys make. I know you make a lot of specific stuff, but that sticky shield is just fantastic because you just take some scissors, take some trim, take some time, and you can protect anything you got under the hood or under the car. Amen. Yeah, no doubt. All right, take us out, Willie. I, I know we've got a lot of cool stuff still to talk about because, you know, think about all the brake lines. Think about all the fuel lines that have to route through difficult places. And uh, let's let's come back and understand. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to give a I want to give a um, a number. This is something to listen to after the break. I'm going to come back. Uh, I've been with Heat Shield Products and these guys for a long time. I actually had an opportunity to put some of their stuff uh, their intake shield. Now, a lot of people don't think about what's going on in the intake and the plenum and how you want to keep all that while that gas is, you know, gas and air is atomizing, you know, through that runner. Why you want to keep that as cool and as dense as possible. And they got a great layer of protection for you. And sometimes it gets overlooked, but it is proven on the dyno. And I'll tell you my experience with it here in just a minute. So it's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. We got Heat Shield products on it. We'll be back right after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have our friends from Heat Shield Products, Chris and Bruce on with us. Check them out online, Heat Shield Products. We see Vasima. We use their products all the time. And they're, I'm telling you, there are there are some people that try to fight this whole thermal management game and do so with one product. These guys. They tackle it with multiple products, multiple different sort of aggressive chemistry, layers of protection. We just heard about them crushing up lava rocks and spinning it into fiber, some kind of crazy voodoo dark, you know, uh, heat management magic going on over there. Um, they really do crush it. Uh, I got an incident where I, I was uh, filming a show down in Florida and we uh, slapped some of that sticky shield, some of that layer protection underneath it was an ls intake um and man you wouldn't believe i mean we wrapped that thing up really tight let the engine cool down and the difference it made between some of that heat protection that we had on it that we didn't have before was 14 horsepower at the rear tire and we didn't run that once we ran it several times and it's always 12 to 14 horsepower uh difference that it made with the heat shield stuff on there versus without it it was a really cool sort of test just to be able to do that a, a few times and find out if it made an impact and, and it, it really did that's significant enough you know you put two or three layers of protection on intake and some headers and all of a sudden you're making that much more power man that's doing something and that's rear wheel dyno that's you know that's going through all the parasitic loss and everything else i'll tell you a quick story from sema we were in the booth Somebody came up, we were talking about that product, the intake manifold shield, and, you know, it's basically keeping the intake cooler. Uh, and we started talking about basically the horsepower increase and everything else. And, and I can't remember who you're we talking to. Uh, it was one of our WDs and they said, well, that's the most amazing thing in this show because for a price point that's under $60 and you're making 14 horsepower, there's nobody in this building that can do that. Yeah, man. It's, we were it's all crazy. scratching our head going, yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. And again, it, it is, it's one of those things. We really, really try our hardest for function. We try to make products that people can use and they're extremely happy with and that makes sense for their car. And 
that intake manifold shield has, I think we're up to like 18 different parts on that, but it also has a universal shield. Uh, we did some for the Hellcat. So that's sort of new on the, on the uh, docket for that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a, again, another functional piece. Yeah, great piece, and it could get could be the just little difference between you and the you know the other guy on the on ramp. And look, man, you don't know if that guy wants to race or not, but better to win than to be a loser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where we're from, they always want to race. That's what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. It's always better to see you in your rear view mirror. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but you guys really have been aggressive about finding ways to to make power, and in the end. Really, thermal management, you know, putting that heat where you need it, where you want it, where you don't, that is so critical crucial in, in how a car uh, performs and how efficient it is and how long that performance uh, stays top tier because anybody can go out in a cool car, snap a supercharger, but when you have heat soak and you're fighting 95-degree days in traffic, you still want that performance. So you guys are a big way to still acquire that. I'll tell you, when it comes down to it, um, it's, we try to make a really premium product for everybody to use. Um, and again, you don't need to be a master mechanic to install the stuff that we have. It's just, that's because we're car people. We, you know, walk the walk. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it is about being comfortable and it, it is, it's crazy how much it is overlooked, you know, and people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on their car but they overlook some of the easiest things. And we don't have $1,000 parts. These parts are very affordable. Uh, they're very usable. And, you know, you guys were talking about brake and fuel and, you know, uh, vapor lock and stuff like that. And this is a product we make called the Hot Rod Sleeve. It's probably one of our number one sellers, and it goes right on your fuel line. Uh, this is a massive fuel line, but it goes on a fuel line. And then we came out this year with our Lava this, again, this is a basalt fiber. So if you're looking to do sort of a theme in your motor, we got a ton of products that will not only work great, but look great. And then we also, for the people that do not want to get fuel on their hands or their car, we also make a sleeve that you can oh, put that. quickly on, right? And if you have some vapor lock going on, this is a sleeve that will save your butt nine times out of 10, and it is easy to put on. I mean... It, Simple, man. Well, I, I, I like it because, right, there's uh, the average car with typical layout, and you can put various pieces and parts on and, and make things better like we've discussed. And then as a builder, um, you know, a lot of times I like to push the limits. You know, so you could maybe, you know, you're fabbing up some headers, and you can fab up some headers that, that fit, and they kind of stay away from certain applications that you don't want to get too hot, but maybe they're not equal length. Maybe they're not the length of headers that you want. You know, but if I do, I got to wrap it around this and over here, and now I'm next to a master cylinder, or I can't quite squeeze my fuel lines or whatever else. And now, you know, you're sitting there going, well, I'm stuck. And then you look over here at their product line and you're like, wait a minute. You know, I can take something that's blazingly hot and I can completely block off, you know, the amount of heat that I'm concerned about. And now I got something cool on the other side. I can route something important over there. It just opens up opportunities in a build. Uh, knowing that you can get away with some no-nos to some degree, you know? Like it opens up your potential and what yeah. you can make and how you can route and where it can go. And, and to me, that opens up the doors to it looks bitching, it's got the performance, you know, it's making more horsepower, all those things. And I still didn't burn my foot, my leg, 
you know, light my fuel on fire, et yeah, cetera. Yeah. Like you said, it's all about opening opportunity. It gives you less uh, points that are out of limits. You know what I'm saying? It opens exactly. up. Um, You're not constrained. Yeah. yeah. Ways to finish the build in, 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 the, in the means that you want to. Um, I got to ask, man, how did this crazy adventure begin? Because we see now you guys are developing it. You know, it for all kinds of different products, automotive, marine, bike, RV, like you guys have exploded a little bit. But how did this crazy quest start? Did one of y'all have this weird fascination with fire as a kid? Like, who, what was the maddening thing that made, made y'all just so passionate about this? That, that might have been in the mix, but basically my dad was in the turbo business in the uh, early 80s. And they were doing turbo remanufacturing, and there were some needs back then in the old Grand Nationals and stuff to have some kind of a heat shielding of some sort. And uh, the stuff we started out with, we have some of the same basic things, but those are very rudimentary compared to what we have today because we didn't have all the materials and stuff that we have today. And the ability we have here to fabricate and stuff in-house is just phenomenal, so we can create all these products. But it wow, okay. started out from being in the, the turbo business back in California in the uh, early 80s. Well, you got to tell me about the turbo shields you guys are making because I see those online. It's got to be one of the big ways that you guys are able to help people make power and concentrate that heat where it needs to be concentrated at. So if you let me grab one of these off of here, this is a 3D printed turbo shield. But again, I like to say the business side, this inside, well, I should point, this inside portion is actually another uh, product found in nature called silica. It will take 2,000 degrees. So if you try to buy a turbo heat shield that is made from fiberglass, once it goes past about 1,000 degrees more than two or three times, it basically goes back to being glass. And that's where you see all the problems with stuff being brittle. So we talked about lava, the outside, the basalt with the tensile strength being higher. So the outside of this uh, is basalt. And then it's got an internal hem, which makes it a lot stronger because once he heats up, it doesn't get brittle. It holds together. And then the inside is, again, our inferno mat, which is a silica. Uh, and, and that's really the business side. Uh, if you're not buying one of these for your turbo you may i don't know it may last i don't know a season maybe so uh this is ripping out yeah this this is well worth the money and believe me it is not this is not expensive this is not a 500 part this is a less than 300 part uh and and it's gonna be under your hood for years to come yeah man you're spending all that you're spending all that money on a turbo uh, spend a couple hundred bucks and drop the protection on it. You need to make it last. Hundred percent. Oh, and everything else under the hood, yeah. right? Your hood itself, all the paint that's on it, all the components that are underneath there. So you're protecting uh, all of that stuff, all that investment. 2016, I got somebody came up to me, gave me a hug. I had no idea who it was. We were at SEMA, and I said, "Oh, what's that for?" And he said, "I spent." $40,000 to paint my truck. I had to repaint my hood twice because it had melted through on our, my turbo until I put your shield on and then I have no more problems. So uh, the amount of money that somebody spent on that then overlooked the fact that the turbo gets blazing hot. And if you look on our website, you can see pictures of 
what it looks oh, like yeah. with a turbo shield on it, what it looks like without. And believe me, the picture on the FLIR, when it gets white, that's hot, 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 hot. And so mm-hmm. this guy's coming up. I have no idea who he is. He's just thanking me because he bought a couple hundred dollar turbo shield and it saved a $40,000 paint job. So, I mean. Yeah, it's like you said, it, it's just not something everybody thinks about because you're, you know, you're walking through your build. It's like, I need the, you know, I need the engine and I need the headers and I need the, you know, run my exhaust and I got my wiring and I got my fuel. And, oh man, things fired up and I'm going. But these are critical things. And, you know, I've been an engineer for a long, long time. And, and that's part of, you know, my job is I, I walk through the entire structure of everything, right? So every fastener, every, you know, size of connecting rod and a bolt and this and that. And then I got to walk through all the heat. So how do you get the heat out of that combustion chamber? How do you get it into the coolant? How do you get it to the radiator? How do you get it out of the vehicle, right? Where does all that heat go in heat management? But it's not the thing that people think about every day, right? You're bolting on the next coolest part and you're excited and you're ready to get back on the road. And you just pause for a minute and think about what you just did or what you're building. And, and you can look at other applications, like I said, OEs, but you know, they're making 250, 350 horsepower. When you're making five, six, eight hundred, a thousand horsepower, well, you better take a pause for a minute and think about where all that heat's going and how you're going to manage it. You know. So, and I will, I will tell you this: that if you call our business, I will answer the phone. And if you have questions about what you should do, I will give you my best answer between seven in the morning till three thirty in the afternoon Pacific Standard Time. I'm here answering the phones, doing all the sales stuff. Uh, Bruce keeps the business running forward, and I do the rest of it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that don't pick up the phone anymore. You True. call, and it goes to the black hole, And but we're here. We hear that a lot. Yeah, they've always got on a recording that says how important your call is to them, just not important enough to answer within the next hour. Yeah, and, and, you know, people call and they say, I have a stupid question. And I said, again, there's no such thing. Let's try to figure it out. And it can be as easy as vapor lock. And someone's buying a $30 part to fix it. Or it could be as crazy as, look, I just spent $15,000 on a paint job and the header's melting the side panel. And that's an easy one. You already answered it. Sticky shield. Again, that's that's simple. And And those are the things that when you get done – and when you're talking to people and they're talking to you about their build, it's magic to them. It really is. Yeah. And, and they have so much time and investment in it. And when you can help them solve the problem, which we love doing, we love helping people, uh, you know, you're a hero to them. And you, you just hope that, you know, they remember that and tell their friends. And that's that's a good thing for us. So we're always here. We'll always pick up the phone myself or Shane or Bruce. We're always here. So, yeah, one little tip, um, you know, you can you can attack the source of the heat. So in that case, we talked about the, the turbo blanket. So we're, we're trying to keep the heat, you know, into that turbo, keep the performance up, but it also keeps the heat from going everywhere else. Or you can attack the thing that, uh, is getting heated, you know? So instead of the turbo, maybe you're attacking the brake line or shielding some component or your paint or whatever. Uh, and so just think about that as you're working through your problems and maybe you attack both. Maybe you, you know, put some shielding at the heat source and some additional protection at that critical component, whether it's your ECU, something electronic, your wiring or whatever. So you've got a lot of options on how to layer depending on how close something is to really hot and how delicate it is to getting some heat damage. 
So there's a lot of cool tricks and these guys have been doing it for 40 years. So as Chris said, man, you give them a shout and they can really help dial you into a, a great solution. My shirt says race tested for a reason. We work with a ton. <laughs> we work with a ton of guys that drive in the desert and they are wide open for hours on end. And we save so many kids boots. We've saved so much, you know, the Eisenhower brothers who we sponsor, when we talk to them about what we can solve for them, it's always heat coming through the motor. And then they're thinking about being hot and they're not thinking about racing. And when mm -hmm. we can cool that off for them, even 10 degrees, and they can think about racing, they have a better race. And they won the mint last year. So kudos to them. Nice. And we helped them with sticky shield and armor. So twofold. That's it. There was nothing else on there. Easy stuff to do. Well, that's a huge point. It's a huge point. It goes back to the beginning when I said, hey, think about yourself as well. Because we can man up. We can, we can have, you know, melted rubber on the side of our shoe. We can, we can tough it out when it's, you know, hot or warm or whatever. But I'm telling you, man, we like to enjoy our stuff. You know, whether you're racing on the track and you got to be laser focused, you know, or you're out hot rodding, cruising, you know, trying to keep, you know, that guy in your taillights. Um, you, you want to be focused and you want to be enjoying. And it's real easy, like you said, to start dropping temperatures in your vehicle, you know, dropping temperatures that are kind of on sensitive spots of your body really fast and really start to up that enjoyment factor. That, that helps if you've got a passenger riding with you, you know, your spouse or a girlfriend or one of your buddies. Absolutely. And you're keeping them just as, as comfortable as you are. And that's important to them to be riding in the car with you. So it's a yeah, that. That BMW I talked about, it. there is probably a very few other vehicles that are as compacted and tight a space as that thing is with all the heat. And there is zero issues after the last 10 years of ripping that thing around. Tons of heat show products everywhere. And it's the most comfortable, quiet, cool ride to take across the country. It's amazing. Yeah, that's sweet, man. That's awesome. Uh, unlike some people's car that, you know, if the ride makes your wife hot and bothered, but not in the good hot and bothered way, <laughs> then yeah, man, get it fixed. Uh, how do people find you socially online? Heatshieldproducts.com. Easiest way is Instagram. We're constantly on Instagram. Uh, that's at heatshieldproducts. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. That's also at Heat Shield Products. Uh, I'll apologize for some of my acting on there, but look, it's all good information, okay? Uh, and then our <laughs> website is our biggest thing, and that's heatshieldproducts.com. We're constantly changing it. We're constantly doing things. And again, I, I, am, I just beg you, if you have questions for us, I will pick up the phone. Chris, yes, I'm here. I will help you, uh, and we can manage this thing and, and get it done for you because we want you to enjoy yourself. We want you, you to on. enjoy the car culture because if nobody enjoys it, we're all going to be driving around in Priuses and electric cars, okay? So Amen. nobody wants to do that. We want to smell fuel and rubber, and we're car people, and, and we're here for you. And we also want you to enjoy our TV show, which airs on weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming format and a great way to catch us. Thanks to our guest, Chris and Bruce of Heat Shield Products. Find them online, heatshieldproducts.com. Our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B for the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, too, twoguysgarage.com. We're everywhere on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted, 2023, Britain Productions Incorporated. 
all rights reserved. Man, I tell you, that's why we love these guys because like you said, Chris, you make it fun, you make it safe, right? We can enjoy the stuff that we're building. Uh, it's huge, it's huge, man. When you're pushing the limits, when you're pushing that horsepower, uh, you just need those key solutions uh, and you guys are there. It's great, I love it. Right on. Yep, appreciate you guys being on. We'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.